Welcome to the Global Business Insights Podcast, brought to you by PSL. I'm your host, Max Kent, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Charlotte de Brabant. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you all for joining our Global Business Insight podcast, our first episode of 2024. And it's our great pleasure to have a special guest, Jamie Radford, with us today. Hi, Jamie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Max. And let me quickly introduce myself. So, yes, yeah, so my name is Jamie Radford. I'm the CEO and the founder of the Accounts Payable Association. And we'll go into a bit more detail during the podcast. Fantastic. Well, Jamie, then with no further ado, let's dig right into our first question. Can you share with our listeners your journey in the whole finance industry, starting as a purchase uh, ledger clock and working all your way all the way up to becoming very much a leader in your field? I've been in finance or accountancy and finance for 35 years. Uh, this year, actually, um, I started my my life as a purchase ledger clerk, as it says there, um, way back when. So my family all come from a very accountancy and finance background. So I followed the roots. I just wanted to follow what the family were doing. Um, could add up, you know. Generally, I could add up. Relatively good at maths. Relatively good at finance. And I went down that route that a lot of people do. I went down the route of in straight into industry, working for actually an insurance broker at the time, um, loved the purchase ledger side, loved the sort of paying people. Um, it used to be called bought ledger, actually. So that's how old I am. It's now purchase ledger. And now actually it's counts payable. Um, as I progressed through my career, I decided that, you know, finance was the right career for me. So I went through AAT. I dabbled in ACCA, so I decided I wanted to become a, a qualified accountant. And then as I got sort of the latter stages of my career, as I moved from organisation to organisation, I realised one thing that I really enjoyed was managing people. I really liked that part. I like fixing process. I like looking at uh, challenges. And as an accountant, you don't necessarily have a lot of those challenges. It's mainly sort of looking at uh, P&Ls, balance sheets, looking at the numbers, crunching the numbers. So I really wanted to go and help people. Um, I worked in lots of shared service centres. And as I walked, walked my sort of career through the shared service centres, the one thing that I really noticed, what really came out was every area of finance and accountancy had an industry specific body, a professional body that looked after them. So in the accountancy world, that was ACCA, SEMA, ACA, et cetera. In credit, it was CICM. Um, in payroll, it was CIPP. So there was lots of these institutes that looked after everybody apart from the wonderful world of accounts payable. So cutting a very long story short, I decided, look, let's see if we could create something for this wonderful community that we now know as accounts payable. So I went about creating what was then an accounts payable uh, group on LinkedIn, which hopefully your listeners will have uh, heard of. We created a LinkedIn group, which was called the AP Forum. And within a period of two years of creating it, that group had grown from an organic point of view to over 26,000 members. So when you have 26,000 members, you realise there's something there for you. And again, cutting a very long story short, 
I then decided with a with a group of uh, other influencers, finance influencers, that it was there was something there. We wanted to go and create something. And that is where I am today. So what was born out of that LinkedIn group gave me the opportunity to become the founder and the CEO of what's now known as the Accounts Payable Association. There's that long-winded answer. So <laughs> hopefully uh, you can see the milestones throughout my career were very much around, um, very focused on career in terms of accountancy and finance. I then really transi transitioned into that people management, process efficiency, fixing uh, challenges, but then ultimately decided I wanted to be a business owner and entrepreneur, which led me to the route to become the CEO and founder of the APA. Fantastic. Thanks again, Jeremy. Really great to have you on. And also, you know, it's funny when when you work with people, you don't always get the time to have these questions and actually find out all of the, re you know, I know some of the story, but you don't get that sort of detail. So, you know, as you are the founder of the Council Payable Association, I'm really keen to know a bit more about the inspiration, the, the sort of sparks that gave you that initiative um, and some of the some of the evolutions you've seen through that journey since you since you started it. Yeah, great question. And, and yeah, so it's it's prob probably very much from a personal point of view that the inception of the accounts payable came about. But what we really noticed when we had all these people that were sort of wanting to do something and really wanted a career outside of the norm, something that wasn't just a, a straight through career as an accountant or uh, wanting to be a finance director or a CFO. So what it really the driving force was behind it was really to help people and their careers and give them options. And the Accounts Payable Association was born around that there were so many people that really felt they only had one option, and that was to go down, you know, the AAT, the ACCA, the SEMA route in the UK predominantly, where they can then become an accountant. And that was a career of choice. So for us and for me personally, as I had a very strong background in transactional finance coming from a purchase ledger background, I really wanted to give these, these people and individuals options and, and sort of career progression. And that's what we do now as the association. We actually stand for three things. We are a membership community and body, and we have now socially over 50,000 members around the world. Um, secondly, we stand for courses, qualifications and certifications. So we're giving that, that, that back to the individual. We're giving them uh, the talented individuals of our industry, the hard workers, those career prospects. And the third thing, we like getting together for events. So you can clearly see the motivation and the, and the sort of the, the challenge that really bore out of having nothing there, no industry at all, really creating something for the first time. And now being a real leader, global leader in what we do is just makes me immensely proud of what we've done and achieved over those seven years. Wow. It makes me proud to speak to you here during this podcast. Incredible. Um, Jamie, the Accounts Payable Association has also grown into a vibrant community, as you've mentioned, with global members, significant accomplishments, and including an audience with the House of Lords. Maybe you can share some challenges faced with the with all the pivotal moments uh, that led to such recognition in your industry. Yeah, no, it's it's not been an easy journey. Anybody that's starting either a, a business for the first time as an entrepreneur or starting a leadership community sort of uh, journey, you will come across challenges throughout your career. Absolutely. And yeah, we were, we've been fortunate over the last year or two to hit the pinnacle in the UK, going to the House of Lords, finding our voice. And one of the things that we really wanted to do when we incepted the business way back when was to give our 
individuals a real voice, a voice of, a, of an industry, of a community, but very, very proudly, most recently, a, vo a voice of a profession. So the challenges have been significant as we've gone through. When we started or when I started it all those years ago, people said you were crazy. You're not going to be able to do this. You know, the financial institutes have been set in stone for 80 plus years. Why would they want to do this? If somebody had thought this was a good idea, they would have already done that. That's life, isn't it? We all have those challenges. And guess what? I decided to not listen. Don't, don't even listen to family and friends because family and friends, a lot of the time, they tell you it's a good idea when they probably don't really believe that's the case. And what was the driving factor was that I could see the end goal. I could see that I'm going to make people's lives difference. And I've had the absolute joy to see people at like events like at the House of Lords and our gala dinner conferences, which have well in excess of 500 people. And their careers have taken off. Their salaries have increased. They've had families and they've had to be able to support families because of what we've achieved over those seven years. So, yes, it hasn't been easy, a bit difficult, but actually it's absolutely well worth it. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to see that. And, you know, ha having been experienced at some of those events, you can really see how those people now have a, a true home for their profession, um, which you've given them and that and they're really thriving from that. So it's an amazing thing to see. Um, so I think when I kind of started working the APA around 22, you had um, an advocacy for change initiative in place. I think that was a significant milestone for you guys and certainly a great initiative that I saw happening. For our listeners, are you able to elaborate a little bit more on the goals of that initiative um, and what sort of impact it had on the APA? Yeah, very great question. Um, so the, the idea, as I said earlier in the, the, the last question, was really to give the voice, a voice to the individuals and a voice to the industry and a voice to the profession. But what better way to do that is to go to um, the House of Lords and actually, rather than sort of lobby for change, actually find a voice, start to get the sort of, uh, individuals from the procurements uh, world to come along and listen to where we are, get people from governments, local government, working with people like uh, government offices to actually look at what the challenges challenges are. So it wasn't then just on an individual level, you know, people focused. It was then more about the value that we could add as a profession and as an industry. So the idea behind the advocacy for change back in 2022 was that it literally was, OK, we've all found our voice. We as a community and as an industry and a profession, we get together regularly. We all pat each other on the back and we all know how hard we work and we all know how great we are. But let's go and tell the rest of the world. Let's go and make a change and make a difference. And that's what it was. And from that point onwards, actually organisations started to adapt, started to look at the, what we've been achieving and actually implement these changes in their own businesses and their strategic views of the future. So we be, actually became, in the transactional finance world, a strategic biz, a business partner or a business pillar of a lot of the organisations we now work with. Fantastic. And Jamie, in your LinkedIn profile, you also mentioned uh, the whole a passion for empowering individuals, which I very much resonate with, and making a positive impact um, that has very much been your your driving force behind behind you all your endeavors. Um, how has this passion influenced your leadership style and the initiatives that you've undertaken? Mm, excellent question. Yeah, again, you know, you can probably tell from the way I speak about the Cancer Pebble Association, I'm so passionate about what we've achieved and what we've done. And I say the we a lot. It's not me, it's a we. Um, and the we is stronger than the me. That's what we believe in as a community. We are a community-based business and everything we do is 
for the members and, and by the members. And the idea really is when I started my career way back when, 35 years ago, yes, clearly I was a young young whippersnapper. I really wanted to go and make something of myself. I wanted to progress through my finance and leadership community and, and sort of career. As I've gone into sort of my latter stages of my career, what I've realised is about giving back. It's about helping other other individuals. And one of the things I would say that, you know, very much has driven me is to be a bit of a finance disruptor, somebody that doesn't follow the norm, somebody that wants to make a difference and actually lead from the front. So my leadership style has very much changed. I am now somebody that, yes, I've always been somebody that rolls my sleeves up, shows others how to do that, probably a little too hands-on on occasion if you talk to my team. But ultimately, the passion that I get now is to see others who are going through the same journey that I once went through and actually having the choice. So when I started my career, I had limited choices about the career and accounts, finance and procurement. Actually, they have a choice now. They have careers of choices. And the great thing for me ultimately is personally, that if you like, what drives me at this point in sort of the latter stages of my career is legacy. I want to leave something behind when I absolutely retire at some point and put my feet up that I created with a community, with a with an industry to say that's what we've achieved. And it's somebody else will take that mantra forward. But actually, it's all about legacy for me personally now. Yeah, and I think using the word legacy is, is perfect for, for you know, one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is, is to get, you know, people like yourself on there to give those words of wisdom and that advice and have something that is in place for the next generation of business leaders and aspiring professionals to to learn from. And, and you know, you've got to go through those mistakes and through those those kind of journeys, haven't you, I think, to get there. So um, there's, there's only so much you can say to people other than just get you've got to get in there and do it. But uh, with that in mind, based on your 30 plus years of experience, are there any other kind of words of wisdom, advice you could leave um, for our listeners um, who may be looking to follow a similar path to yours? Look, it starts with turning up. You know, I say this to my children, you know, they, all of my children have different career aspects, uh, prospects and want to do different things. I've got a very, uh, you know, hands on individual, who, one of my children, my, my, my eldest lad. Um, and then I have a daughter, for instance, who's very creative and highly intelligent and they'll go in different paths. But actually, it starts with turning up. And the idea there really is in terms of whatever you do, whether it's in finance, business, whatever sort of area of um, leadership or anything you go into, you've got to start. You know, it's like a podcast. When you started this podcast, you've got to do your first one and it gets better and easier as you go through. So number one is absolutely turning up, making sure that you turn up each day and you try a little harder and it won't be perfect day one. But actually, the long term is set yourself some objectives and some goals. They don't have to be huge. You don't have to go and solve world peace or whatever it will be. Actually, it's all about having those micro steps, those little mini steps that move you forward to the end goal. And, and the one thing for me, ultimately, that's overseen my entire career is remember where you come from absolutely you know it's 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 a difficult job to get to the very top of leadership in terms of running businesses or top of finance and being a disruptor but remember that you've got to work with individuals to get to where you are so be humble remember who helped you and supported you and support them on their journey as well and remember to always give back wherever you can wow that's very inspirational um jamie another question the APA community is united by a common goal, including the desire for reward, recognition and a voice. Maybe you can also share 
um, an example how the community has come together to achieve these objectives and what role individuals can actually play in uh, in, in this collective journey? Yeah, look, it's a, again, you know, it's a great question, especially with our community. Um, all three three things there is effectively our mission statement. So the reward recognition and the voice of, of our industry accounts payable. And the one I'll give you as a perfect example is our, our conference and gala dinner. Max had, the, you know, Max was our guest and came along and you've seen this physically, Max. When you get 500 okay. people of the leaderships, uh, leaders from around the world turning up and actually fighting to actually go on the stage and very confidently as a community, stand up in front of 500 people and share their thoughts. Um, seven years ago, that wasn't the case. Nobody wanted to go up on stage. It was myself at the front talking. Seven years on, that community has grown. Their confidence has grown. They've grown as, as one. And when you talk about reward recognition and the voice of an industry, no better example is of the gala dinner. You know, not only did we have 500 people turn up for the gala for the actual conference, when you get 300 plus people um, all being recognised for awards, recognition at a gala dinner for our very first one that we've ever run, um, that was a huge achievement. Everybody in the room absolutely loved it. And it set a standard and a benchmark for all of those other institutes, all those procurement institutes, the finance institutes, the marketing institutes, whatever they are, we went and put our, our stake in the ground and said, we're here, we've made it, we're here, and we're only going to grow from this point of view. So that's a good example of that community coming together. As you say, Jamie, I was absolutely honoured to be a guest at the last conference, and you're absolutely right. Having been to many sales conferences, procurement conferences, finance conferences, I have to say that accounts payable uh, do it best. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got first-hand experience of that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to see. Um, you know, the, the, as we come to the end of the podcast, it's some real gems that you've you've given our listeners there. So thank you again for your, your words of wisdom and sharing those examples. But um, as we look to the sort of future and you continue to lead the evolution of, of the APA and the industry, what's what, any sort of future aspirations or goals or how you see things going into, into the next stage? Yeah, look, uh, again, you know, from a personal point of view, I want to be that person that hopefully continues to lead, you know, be be that person at the front, be that 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 person that actually stands in front of a community and hopefully leads them in the direction they want to go. Um, but in terms of the evolution and sort of where we are and what we're trying to change and and our voice, we're not there. We've got a voice now for the first time. People are listening. People are recognising. That, but that's just the start of the journey. The next part is absolutely the most important part and the crucial part is when we get all organisations to recognise the industry and the profession. So what's for the future? More of the same, more conferences, more events, more recognition for individual, but on a global basis. You know, we very much focused on the UK and Ireland in terms of what we've done and achieved. We have members all around the world, but guess what? We're gonna go knock on the doorsteps of all the people in Europe, Asia Pac and North America. Why should we be the only one that celebrate the industry? We need to go and do this more globally. Well, with this strong, closing sentence jamie you very much inspired us over the last few minutes and thank you for all your great servant leadership and inspiring the industry um and especially also for our listeners once again for joining in it was a great pleasure to host you during this session